I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm. I'm the scary one in this. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hit me, (laughs) mommy, dearest. You better eat that steak. Better eat that steak. Or actually, you would not be my child. You would be one of the the tan boyfriends who had no personality. <laughs> yes, a, 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 the procession of uh, tan uh, boyfriends Rick, that come Chuck. over: Rick, Greg, Tom, Chuck, Jeff, <laughs> Bob. You get in here. Yeah, you'd be one of those. Uh, uh, this is Mama Needs a Movie, uh, which I guess in the context of the movie we're talking about today would be uh, Mama Needs a Movie or You're Gonna Get It. <laughs> yes, Mama Needs a Movie or Else uh, is the, right. is the theme today. Yeah. Uh this is a this is a legendary mother movie and our guest was was very insightful to pick this film uh mm-hmm. today uh, on theme. At first glance you would say, well that's an awfully intense film. I don't know if I want to uh, uh, this film might be too simply too much and and of course it's a it's a this, this film has everything. It's it's a laugh, thrills, chills. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a roller coaster of cinema. It's probably the closest to drag of any movie that John Waters didn't make. Uh, yes, and this will probably all uh, all come up uh, in our discussion. Let's let's uh, let's move on to our guest as, as quickly. So let's let's not tarry a second more uh, to get our guest here. Uh, our guest uh, is is a longtime friend, a great great talent. You know his work from um, uh, Conan. You know his work from Moonbeam City, from Saturday Morning All Star Hits. You know him as one third of Podcast The Ride with Mike Carlson and Jason Sheridan. Uh, you uh, know him also now. He's he's actually directed a really cool campaign with Craig Healy uh, mm. for Sepeda Mobile. Sepeda Mobile, more bars, more talk. It's a no brainer. Sepeda Mobile. This is a great campaign. Please welcome our guest, Scott Gardner. Hello. Yes, I would rather be here with you than anywhere else in the world. You can't see it, but he is wearing a very fancy negligee mm-hmm, and clutching mm-hmm. a Kleenex. And the, yes. with the, the uh, highest eyebrow arc uh, mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. witnessed. Yeah, it's um, almost to McDonald's level. <laughs> That's what I try. I projected that on. I got a projector and put the McDonald's logo onto like, my face. Let me just practice. How <laughs> uh, high the arch can go. <laughs> well, that's uh, how you, that's it's like the rings, you know, how old a tree is. Like, you know how important someone is by how high their eyebrow arches go. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah. uh, for, oh, the, uh, you know how aging an aging actress is getting by the the uh, arch of her uh, eyebrow. Yeah, yes. they are they are little McDonald's. When you said McDonald's at first, I was like, like Ronald? I was trying to like rip, no, I was trying, in no. my head, I was like, like Grimace? Oh, you mean like the arches themselves? <laughs> the, the actual logo, yeah. The arches themselves. That's exactly what you're saying. They're uh, big humps, these eyebrows. Yes, for anyone who's lost, uh, is probably is very common on this show, uh, we're talking about Mommy Dearest, the biopic uh, in quotes of um it's based on a book that christina crawford wrote about her mother which is a very unflattering depiction of her childhood but then it was made into this movie with faye dunaway uh which, which is, is uh even more <laughs> unflat it's so unflattering that you start to question the reality yeah. of it and everyone's <laughs> memory involved yeah, but definitely not Faye Dunaway's desire to go there. Um, very intense performance, right, guys? 
you know, I, I do you I mean, think I she could have gone like one more up, uh-huh. like to a fifteen, a twenty? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd be afraid if you had asked if, if, like, if if you took over as director and gave her a shot. I think like you end up with the holes in all the flats and mm-hmm. holes in the other actors, maybe too. I think violence starts to enter the picture because it already did. I think she, as it stood, it, there. I think there's one instance of onset. On camera violence, maybe not intended, oh. but she was just such a hurricane. It was like acting, your, your scene partner is a hurricane. So, of course, it's yeah. yeah. going to be collateral damage. It is the Tasmanian devil, this performance. <laughs> uh... Well, I read in there that uh, that in the no wire hanger scene, of course, the, the very famous no wire. No, she doesn't like wire hangers. Uh, that she got, she screamed so much in that scene that she actually lost her voice for a few days. Oh, yeah, I believe right. it. Yeah. And that, and they, a, a Frank Sinatra recommended vocal coach had to come and nurse her voice back to health so they could keep going. <laughs> he was like, babe, uh, gotcha. Uh, the last time I freaked out so hard on my kid about a wire hanger. But see, these <laughs> men, they didn't have this problem. They didn't know their children. It was easy. They yes. just got out of there. They abandoned them like normal people. Yeah. And they took off like Jack Nicholson. Do you see what the Jack Nicholson's got this, this kid who he just kind of was like, peace. And now she's an actor and she's like, yeah, that I was a little rough. Saw the article about it, and, and she looks quite a bit like Jack Nicholson. I didn't read it though. I don't. I don't know what yeah. uh, her deal is. He just he wasn't interested. But that's how you do it if you're really having a hey. Heart. Just I go ahead and abandon him like a normal person. Sorry, kid. <laughs> I gotta go make Batman. <laughs> um, yeah, Joker's got a jet. The j- Joker's got a <laughs> go joke. Um, <laughs> Joker's got to go joke. <laughs> yeah, that would it's be very right. true. Be though. Like, That's okay. Gotham needs me. Gotham. <laughs> Gotham needs me to wreak havoc. That's right. That's the, um, why. To yeah. answer your to your question about about Faye Dunaway, this I think this is maybe the good first question to ask about the movie. Really, is 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 this a good performance or not? Because it is so central. To to and and I more and more really like this performance. Like, wait, how many times have you seen this movie? I've seen it at least probably. This is probably the third time I've seen it. Really? Um, oh no. Yeah, I'm... I mean, not really. Like all, it's not like a movie you sit down and go like. For you? Tonight we shall watch Mommy Dearest. <laughs> <laughs> you sit around with some cookies. And... <laughs> ah, but it was kind steaks? of. <laughs> yes, we we all we grill we we uh, undercook steaks and sit around in a circle. Extremely rare. And, Leave it uh, out for a night. Put on Mommy Dearest. But this was Scott. This was new to you, right? Yeah, this is brand new. Uh, I yeah. No, I'm I as opposed to maybe other episodes of the show, I'm not bringing in uh, some cherished favorite. I I was kind of yeah. curious for us all to experience this together for the first time. I did not knowing Ryan had seen it a couple of times, but the parents here, I guess, are are seeing it for the first time. And how does uh, how does that filter affect enjoyment of this thing? That's that's definitely a question <laughs> in my head. Um, yeah. yeah, and you had seen. Is this your first time seeing it? In? No, this is my, I think this is my first time seeing it actually all the way through, mm. but I think I did watch it before and was really put off by how bonkers it is. I think, I think in this one, it, something that got me was the 
kid in it has bleached blonde hair mm-hmm. and that kept coming up for me is like but so it's like the scenes happening and i'm like but they they dyed this kid's hair for this like isn't that sort of a bad sign about this real child's parents who are letting her be in this like there's another layer of like this is a kid who's in this movie being you're talking about the one the actress that plays the young christina Christina. yeah Uh, but but the young one or the old one the young one oh okay but her hair was like white but whether or not they dyed her hair she was having the experience of being absolutely screamed at every day on a movie set and uh just that's i'm like i don't know this is the young actress mara hobel yeah, has a, a harrowing task of being uh, constantly screamed at <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, imagine. Uh, I mean, like I know that the the uh, abuse part of it is simulated and she's protected yes. there, but she does. She is getting yelled at, even yeah. if you know it's pretend and you've rehearsed it and you know this is a. I still imagine that's an intense when she's looking you in the eye. She's the only person who knows what that's like i guess to be yeah. screamed at by that particular uh, version of faye dunaway as john crawford with the um, the um the face cream which is really oh my yeah. god just talk about joker that's joker that's the jokerfied version of that is yes yeah, <laughs> the if full we evolution let, of crazy crawford if yeah. we let women play the joker she uh, i something i was reading about <laughs> faye dunaway that was interesting was that she's kind of uh, not really appreciated as being a method actress. That mm. method actors are what we're interested in, but method actresses for Faye Dunaway was like, oh, she's difficult. She causes these long delays. She's such a pain in the neck. She's so insistent on things. But this what she was actually doing was just the same as like any very picky method actor. Yeah, I, I I can see that because I mean I think it does show in her performances, and this is one she has this reputation of being difficult or now just straight up unemployable um, because of whatever process she's using. Um, and uh, she made this movie at around the age of forty, which is yeah. kind of nuts. She was older than forty. She was born in nineteen forty-one, and the movie's from nineteen eighty-one. Really? I think, yeah, I think that's right. Because yeah. I look, I looked this up because I got curious about ages. By the time you know, when this in the second half of the movie, and Christina, the daughter, has aged up, I was curious the age difference there, because like the daughter is presented as like this grown Shirley Temple as like yeah. a, yes. a gr- yes. clearly grown woman in a Shirley Temple Halloween costume. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, un- I'm honestly unclear what age, wh- like when it just jumps ahead, you know who it's supposed to be because the hair matches and the clothes match. But I'm like, have yeah. we, what age are, is this supposed to be a, a 14 year old, an 18 year old? I don't know. And the age difference was, uh, Faye is forty, and Diana Scarwood, that actress, is twenty six. So not mm-hmm. a not a big difference oh, there. It makes okay. it very confusing that it's this like infantilized, like woman. a normal age range for a guy and a woman in a movie. Yeah, to I guess so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But to but to but mother and daughter is it a normal age to be mother and daughter and to <laughs> and to so. fight <laughs> and to to break uh, vases and lamps? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but near each other. Like, Impossibly yeah. <laughs> young parents. Uh, I mean, yeah, but in the scene where she goes to where Christina is sent away to boarding school, the actress is like 
seven or something. Because she doesn't, she's not older and then she's sent away. And she she was 10, I guess, when this really happened. Um, okay, yeah. I think the actress still was a little 10. young to move away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Young. But isn't that confusing? Did you guys feel the same way? Like, what when it flashes forward, what is that age jump? Because in yeah. reality, it's <laughs> right. 16 years. But yes. what are we supposed to think? I don't know the timeline. Well, because she's of all not this. done with high school. Remember, like she's doing something, oh, and then her mom is sh- like, "I'm pulling you out. You have to go to Catholic school." Well, she's sent away to like a horse high school or something, some kind of uh-huh. ranch slash high school or something. Yeah, like a where like she like gets caught straight, like he- she's like heavy petting with a boy in a in a barn, and then from there they pull her out, and and she's got to go elsewhere. Uh, I I figured it was about ten years. I was like, "Is this is like?" Seven years, I thought, oh, the jump is probably from like seven to 17 or something. But yeah, uh, yeah. maybe uh, if that's the case, but that's a yeah. long time to be at, to be at horse school. Yeah, yeah because she's obviously <laughs> at, <laughs> she's obviously at nun horse camp for a, at least a while. Because the way the nuns talking to her is like, you know, it's, it's uh, like, have a, have a wonderful time. Like my time here has been great. Like mm. it hasn't been six months. I mean, maybe it's been six months. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But boarding school is nuts. You can be like, well, 10 years, I'm good. (laughs) I'll see you later. (laughs) Yeah. It was a great fear of mine was boarding school, I would say. And I, I, me not realizing that uh, this is the uh, early 90s and boarding school's probably less of a thing. And also that like, what my, my behavior... (laughs) It was not anywhere close to meriting. Scott? I thought it was one day away and I would be shipped off. Um, well, and I went to... Possibly done. I, who knows? I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a running theme on our show. We call each other uh, on Podcast The Ride. We call ourselves the good boys because we were the least rebellious kids. We be- mm-hmm. we like took pride in behaving uh, mm-hmm. and doing what our parents said and uh, being into what our parents told us to be into. <laughs> and and the, the idea of rebelling uh, almost felt strange to, as we started meeting people, you know, as you age up into the teen years. And what do you mean you're not obeying your parents? That's an odd. Uh, there's <laughs> people who do, do that. that? <laughs> you want to know, I went out for a walk today and I walked past... Uh, a grocery store which was really close to the the high school and <laughs> i walked past a group of teen boys smoking actual cigarettes and i was like am i in <laughs> like traveling through time because i didn't think that i teenager groups of teenage boys smoke actual cigarettes still it was like so vintage of them <laughs> And it didn't smell like cotton candy or nothing? No. Just plain no. old tobacco? And no, I did have a yeah. little bit of like, those kids are bad. Those yeah. kids are bad. But at least they're not vaping. <laughs> Vaping's well, more annoying, yeah. even yeah. if it's less harmful. It's uh, it's more annoying, I'd say. Yeah. 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 A vape. I don't know. Never mind. I thought they were cool. I hope my daughter grows up to be just like them. <laughs> well, hey, you know, the vape. maybe the vape is more harmful. That's what they say. Yeah, they do. They do. We'll see when Generation V grows up. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I, if I, who smoked for a couple of years, live longer than like kids that are like 12 years my junior who, who vaped. <laughs> uh, then we, then we, we shall know that cigarettes were not so bad after all by comparison. Yeah. Or just keep an eye on what's his name? Who is the actor in the black and white 
commercials. Um, uh, oh, uh, Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. I knew it was. A, yes. I was like, I, was gonna, I had Stephen Weber in my head, but I knew it wasn't oh, Weber. Yeah. I've been watching yeah. Studio sixty, so I know what Weber looks like. <laughs> You have. Uh, I have yeah. recently been, yeah. To talk about recent viewing habits, I actually and I got my wife Erin into Studio Sixty, and well, she's it's easy as in as you could be. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a great. I mean, as you know, we're we're talking about kind of a schlocky movie here, and if you can imagine, Studio Sixty is the kind of thing that it's actually been a, a great chill out recently for us, like a a drama, a dramatic show yeah. that you would be crazy to get invested in yes. at, at, at yeah. every turn. <laughs> yeah. There's just a new inaccuracy about an, an industry <laughs> that I know very well that my wife knows very well, even though she's not quite in it. But even I think a, 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 somebody completely outside of the industry would know it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Almost it's anyone. so off base. But I assume you, you've probably both been to Saturday Night Live and know this is like not how... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Extreme. Well, they all, well, all they they all talk they all talk about crazy Christians that sketch that they want to do. Crazy yes, Christians. Yes, well, yes. We just watched one. We just watched the one with the origins of crazy Christians, where it is pitched when mm-hmm. that uh, uh, cast member Harriet Hayes shows up uh, uh, for her first day. Like it's the first thing that Matthew Perry pitches. Uh, mm-hmm. To her, uh, so it's like looming, crazy Christian. You know, I don't think you ever really get to see it, but it is talked about so much, and it's viewed as this like this is what we must do here in the Bush <laughs> era, and and the best. It, this comes from an episode that has my favorite thing uh, um, that I was so excited to to share with my wife, which is that they're conveying that it's a flashback to the to the late nineties by uh, and Matthew Perry. It's tough to de age him. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Too much. Well, how do we do that? Let's give him a backwards baseball hat, <laughs> <laughs> like what they Perfect. do in a in a play. Like literally, if they, like the adults in "You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown" <laughs> just put on a hat, and that's how we know they're a kid. <laughs> wow, I don't think I've ever seen this episode of um, Studio Sixty. I don't know if I made it all the way in to get to the flashback moment of it i guess i made it further than most by getting to that point i know that i i I never actually finished it but i guess i made it further than you and i think i made it to the eventual 9-11 flashback episode where you get to see them all experience (laughs) 9-11 and what it was like to write for the world's most important sketch comedy show you know it's okay to be funny yeah (laughs) are we allowed to be are we allowed to be Mm -hmm. funny why um, start? <laughs> he, that, that so that was the the Judd Hirsch executive producer with I don't know who the mayor of Los Angeles was in 2001. <laughs> uh, uh, was it a Bradley? Was oh, that, was it like Daryl Gates straight. or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> or he was police commissioner or whatever. Um, or chief of police. Uh, uh, wow, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's, well, that's who they got. That's who they could get. Yeah, the chief of police. That's fine. They had to deal with. They, they they watched 9-11. <laughs> it was uh, Lance Ito was in there. Uh, he was the one we looked to after 9-11. Um, <laughs> Across the country from where it happened. <laughs> I do kind of miss, I, I feel like I watched, I watched a lot of West Wing and then at a certain point I was just like, this is too sad um, because like all these people do kind of care and they're all very smart and I no longer believe that those people work in places like that. <laughs> Like I just, and I watched it way after the fact. I watched this uh, like during the pandemic and I was like, this is making me feel a little bit sadder than like the newsroom or a studio 60, which are just so fun and how they're like a mom 
in the Midwest writing these locations of things like <laughs> yes, you yeah. don't know what you're talking about at all. Why don't you know? You could ask. <laughs> yeah, you know people. You could so you have access to everything. Ask an- anyone <laughs> involved in and that That's, weird oh. thing of like everyone like we have to have a Republican like no you don't have to have a Republican <laughs> yeah yes they, they no they don't work there yeah yeah, yeah. that's what we figured out uh, it's, it's a nice thing in the last couple of years realizing there doesn't have to be the balance <laughs> they're out yeah, it should be just out. no just I'm not going to Walgreens anymore bye like it's easy um I don't so know if they're it, gonna. No, never uh-huh. mind. Go ahead. I was going to talk about uh, Walgreens and their abortion pill, but I, but uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I don't want to derail this too much. It's just um, so uninteresting. Yeah. It's like uh, you know, I stand with Chris Rock. I think women should uh, have control of their bodies, and he's <laughs> the only person I listen to when I'm trying to make my pro yeah. uh, life, pro choice decisions. I was on the fence <laughs> before I saw Chris Rock's selective outrage. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? He's a man. He's an older man, mm-hmm. and he has daughters. Mm-hmm. He has daughters, and when, men who have daughters, you know, they say things like, "If it was my daughter," and then I have to listen to them. It's great. It's great. Yeah, the yeah. perspective. Yeah. The perspective. I don't have. I don't have a daughter, so I can't wait. Well, then shut up. You're not allowed yeah. to talk. I'm you're not most, even gonna go close I forgot to, to mention it. your most important role is that of father, but not oh to a daughter. God. So you're <laughs> you're you're shit out of luck. You know, you I'm can't, not the most important father there is, not by any you're stretch not the, of the imagination. You're not, the most, you're not in that rarefied Louis C.K. Chris Rock era, <laughs> but you see daughters. Perspective. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Uh, I like, yeah, I, did, hey, I like the special though. I did like the special. I like the Will Smith stuff, too. but yeah, yeah. Um, I like that he does an actual mic drop at the end and then everyone's mm. like, he's going to keep talking, right? Oh wait, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> But I missed the pre-show. I was telling you, Ryan, I really wanted to... I don't know, even know how to find it. Weirdly, the thing I want to see the most is a pre-show interview to a comedy special of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. What? <laughs> Weirdly, did you guys not get this on your Netflix feed? Like, uh-huh. I couldn't watch it. Like, I, when I watched it, I watched it shortly after it was on, like the morning after it was on, and you had to watch the whole pre-show, which was done at the comedy store. There's like a host and comics that go up and then afterward it's David Spade and Dana Carvey hosting. Oh, they have pictures. They have, um, they have like pictures at the end. It's all these pictures of like, I know everyone famous is what it seems like. It's just pictures yeah. and pictures and pictures. This is what you got to do. It's what Chappelle did. You have to if you, like, are He's you really there? the biggest stand up in the world if you don't know... 200 top tier celebrities and have yeah. photos to prove it the 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 chris rock one opens yeah. with it's really an interesting kind of study in how netflix intends to do these live events it opens with like a bunch of zooms of like sandler and uh matthew mcconaughey or people it'll be like sandler going like hey man hey buddy like your show great and chris rock's great good luck on the special or whatever and then it'll be it was just it's like a jerry seinfeld like all these zooms of it's like yes we assume chris rock knows famous people yeah. chris rock is a very well respected comedian i'm sure he's <laughs> i'm sure a yeah. lot of people are watching this it's okay he we get the it. oscars i mean we know we know We're pretty aware um, yeah we already know but you know what there's a lot of slapping in Mommy Dearest. Exactly. Isn't That's there? one thing the Oscars oh, in this show yeah. have in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie have in common. 
uh, um, which is was some of my my favorite stuff in it. I I think because like uh, um, violence y- against children. Okay. <laughs> well, no, wait, wait, not those, not the child parts. I, I'm sorry, I should have clarified against the the uh, the the grown the 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 uh, the, the grown up. Knowing that it is a slap fight between a a 40 year old and a 26 year old, yeah. I don't have to feel as weird. Even though all the slaps are fake, I don't have to feel as weird about it. And I because I I did have, and I'm curious. Your thoughts, especially, and it was like, I, I even this this th- movie being so elevated and campy, uh, uh, and, and and silly, it was still like tough even to watch, like simulated ham fisted abuse kind of scenes with a, a kid actor, like like still, I, and I wonder if I would have felt as edgy about that. Uh, without a child I don't know like even it was hard for me to laugh at even the dumbest uh, yeah um, hitting the kid (laughs) scene you know yeah there is a little bit of that like whether or not this is true I mean definitely definitely there are parts of it that seem very very heightened but it's like well this happened to what she is describing happened to someone Mm-hmm. And obviously they're, you know, it's not, it's like, it's as an idea, it's not a very funny idea, really. It's funny if it's like, oh, to be Joan Crawford is kind of this role, this depiction of Joan Crawford is pretty funny and very campy. But the situation is like, yeah, I mean, you're stuck in it, with a famous parent alone and nobody's going to say anything bad about them. Like, you know, Betty Davis and, Barbara Stanwyck were like, this all is a lie after her book came out. And I was like, well, that doesn't mean it's a lie. It just means that people kind of stick together. And it kind of was like, oh, yeah, people accepted that, I guess, in a different way than they do now, where it's like, oh, yeah, well, what did you do? Why would you say that? You know, why would you defend this abusive lady? Um, Do we think that uh, Joan Crawford would be... I don't know. I don't know how she would. This just wouldn't happen now. I think because she because the kid like, would be tweeting about it when she was like twelve. I think it could happen. She'd be TikToking about it. Uh, yeah, like good. Like it's too Kellyanne public. Conway's kid Kelly Conway's kid, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that Kellyanne Conway is getting a divorce, and I was like, really. What could how, have possibly how, gone wrong how, in the marriage? How, how they married in the first place. Yeah, These really people are. seem horrible, both of them. But I, I think yeah. I think this could happen, though. I think like it's I mean, it, with famous kid, not in real. In, a famous kid, I think, in real life. Yeah, it would be maybe. It, could totally it, it would maybe yeah. were yeah. There's fewer fewer children. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. It feels like maybe yeah, fewer children of child abuse that that where it's happening in a famous household. It feels like maybe now you're a little bit more exposed, you know, uh, but I still still think that you could have that there's probably people in that situation that are like, oh, I can't reveal it. I'm there's too much money on the line. There's a fame. There's a famous reputation of my famous father, Yeah, which is an uh, element of this story. That's weird. That's like (laughs) at the very end of the movie, they're cut out of the will. Mm hmm. Her and her brother. Her and, and her brother, played by Xander Berkeley, a, a, an actor who appears quite a bit on in movies we review here. Um, yeah, he's in Terminator uh, Two, isn't he? Terminator Two, Safe. He's yeah. known as uh, Heat. Uh, in in yeah. Heat, he's the uh, the um, boyfriend of. Uh, yeah, a little, he's the, little yeah. nothing boyfriend. 
they're like, that's not of who of Natalie Portman of, uh, of uh, he's uh, Al Pacino's ex-wife. Remember when the, the TV Ralph, like Ralph, this is my yes, TV? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take the TV. Oh yes, that's <laughs> he's right. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. like whoa, whatever, man. Yes, a good, a good actor who appears for like you know five minutes in most movies. But oh great, yeah. oh, I love yeah. those. those but the, yeah, they, they when they go back, they show them old. Now they're now they're grown, both grown, and she's died. Yeah. That's and the, the mom brother. is okay. the mo- and Joan Crawford is dead, and they're like, okay, well we're gonna get some, we're gonna get some money, and then she she says. Uh, he says, well, well, you know, she had to have the last word. And then Christina Crawford goes, mm, did she? <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Yeah. It's like, so that makes me doubt you a little. <laughs> like, uh, you're mad that you got cut out of the will, so you wrote a, uh, Yeah, there's help. an agenda here, potentially. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it, you're definitely hearing one side of the story. And maybe it's the correct side, but you really got to imagine, like, oh boy, if she had, if Joan Crawford had gotten to weigh in on any of the oh events of this, oh. because if if uh, her dealings with the Pepsi board are to be believed, I think she would. <laughs> yeah. She, I, mean, I mean, everything in the movie, but that one especially, like, boy, she would be a she would be a fighter. She, oh, I, yeah. I, I like. I wish we could have seen the promotional blitz to overcome. The mommy dearest the book at least if she was oh, still God. alive that interview that barbara walters interview would have been a killer um <laughs> yeah that line that particular line of did she get the last word is like it reminds me of in the fablemans when the kid is like uh what is the line that leads up to like unless i make a movie about it you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, we're yeah. watching the movie we're, we're what we just it. saw the story we just saw the last word and it's this um <laughs> And my parents were both amazing, and they were children. What? <laughs> the uh, the movie, though, I think, like has I think like may- maybe when it when it came out, it was perceived as like the straight dope from Christina Crawford, like like this kind of raggy book has been turned into a movie, and it's a straight translation of of the book, and maybe the book is like we we ne- we will never know the veracity of it. And then looking at it, I'm like, uh. It's a little bit more like at least at the end, it acknowledges that it acknowledges that there's like a layer of perception that is Christina Crawford. And then also that Pepsi scene is like, I mean, like, I wouldn't say that it's a terror. It's not like a 100 percent bad portrayal of, of Joan Crawford. Like if that, that Pepsi scene isolated is like a just a girl boss doing her thing kind of scene, you know, like of, <laughs> <laughs> now listen, you men <laughs> like if That's you saw a that whole other take on Joan Crawford, the girl boss. Uh, I think she was a, a girl damn boss. girl boss. She totally was. But if you watch old movies of Joan Crawford, I think there's something that's missing in this portrayal of Joan Crawford is that she was kind of like fun. Uh, mm and 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 charming and her whole deal was like yeah i came from nothing i was a shop girl like all of her early roles were like i'm a shop girl who's gonna like work my way to the top and then in the Mm -hmm. movie you don't really have a sense of what movies she's even in it's just like she's kind of always upset you don't really see anything that has much relationship to the younger Joan Crawford being like a you know, like a kind of fun, flirty person. You mm. just see that 
that uh, whatever happened to baby Jane kind of Joan Crawford, uh, which is not her whole career. It's kind of the very end when she was a drunk and miserable mess. Well, there's not a lot of why in this movie, I feel. And that's that's why some of it feels like 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 the the child abuse kind of stuff is especially rough given that there's no um there's nothing they're trying to say about it and there's nothing there's not really a psychological portrait of what would make somebody do this it's just kind of yeah this mm-hmm. happened look at this wasn't this crazy and it's sort of a, like you don't feel like you get to you, you don't really know what makes Joan tick and what would would cause that Exactly. In terms of like seeing the Joan with the uh, uh, like with with the fire, uh, uh, apparently there was a scene. Maybe this would have been a key thing, but uh, uh, I watched the DVD special features. Oh, and nice! There was which are great, by the way. <laughs> I'll have more to say about those. But like uh-huh. one one story in there, they cut a scene because it was going to involve ice skating. There, it's it's kind of implied at the very beginning. She gets ready for this. Uh, what's it called? Ice Follies or, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like you just see her on the set of this ice movie, but what you don't see is her skating, giving it her all, uh, uh, you know, like like r- really uh, going for it physically, but then uh, injuring herself, starting to bleed profusely. And then she's whisked away. We got to take care of this. And then her demanding that they keep going. Like she mm. is she is the star of this movie. Mm-hmm. She is mm. not going down because of a measly little amount of blood. Let's keep rolling. And maybe that is kind of a, maybe that tells you something you got to know, or at least about like why she got to the point uh, where she, it shows you the like, never say die attitude uh mm-hmm. of of Joan Crawford rather than what all we get to know about her in its in its current state is uh it takes her a while to uh, get ready in yeah, the morning because yeah. she needs to I look mean, crazy women. yeah mm-hmm. there's a there's a face washing uh, <laughs> regimen there but like- that is very intense the opening sequence yeah. is of a face washing technique that is uh washing your face and your hands like you're going to perform an operation uh, in a hospital, mm-hmm. like brushing, and I think your face, like doing surgery with your face and your hands, mm-hmm. and then dipping your hands and face into a bowl of free of ice water, full mm-hmm. of ice cubes. Um, I guess it tells you something. I mean, I, I yeah, guess knowing lady. that that's where she's coming from, that every yeah. day, part of her day is spent in bitter cold ice it yeah. definitely it yeah. does reflect the personality of who we get to see well, I think the later thing that i got was like look i am a person of this era not of 1981 and i think we all know when someone is a raging maniac person and they're abusive to their kids very likely that was their experience of being parented mm-hmm Sure. And this movie isn't not from the same period of time. So it's like, I don't know, she was just a fucking bitch. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and I think some of that has to do with it's like she's very powerful, she's very ambitious. So automatically she's kind of a bad person. Even if she didn't do any of this stuff, she's not a very like she's not a appropriately feminine in some way like she's too much of a ball busting go-getter 
Mm-hmm. And I think some of some of this movie rubs me a little the wrong way, where it's like, come on, just because she's powerful, the child abuse stuff is bad. But the way that she's depicted in these meetings with these guys, and they're like, well, we're going to have to let you go, but I can make you money. Mm, yeah, okay, sorry, sad lady, bye-bye. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, well, that that kind of sucks. Like, she got old, and now you don't like her anymore. That's kind of... Um, yeah. Yeah, she's, I mean, she has, like, a, as an actor, I think the the quality, obviously, Joan Crawford was very driven. I think probably indisputably, she was very driven mm-hmm. and and worked hard. And then they do, I think they kind of do do something of a job of portraying her psychology, which is that she probably is obsessive compulsive. She is probably on some level, ma- not masochistic, but like these regimens and her like when they show her exercising it's like ah, ah, like she's like right. it's torture but nothing like she, is fun she Everything believes torture is a, is a part of her yeah like it's but but she believes in suffering has to be is is all part of it and then so what she demands of her child is like you must suffer and work and suffer mm-hmm. suffer suffer through it and so i think maybe you're right that if it were a male character there would maybe be the the sense more of like well gosh what an interesting complex high achieving kind of person whereas with like jo- joan crawford it's like you're just yeah, you like you're a lunatic. <laughs> you yeah, ain't this nuts? That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, because also men leave her all the time. It's like, all right, fine, like whatever. I don't. They don't. It's not not leaving because there's the sequence in this movie. The, yeah, where, I, I'll tell you why they're leaving because the the kid the kid's bothering them. That's right. Was that, da- was that you know, damn kid's You know, fault. mommy and daddy got a divorce because of she, you. <laughs> she was scaring away. She, her and Jeff and Jim and Greg, they were all going to get along great. And then the kid and then the kid walked in the room at just the wrong time and ruined it all. Well, the depiction in the movie is like everything was great until they were like, geez, you're a terrible parent. I guess I have to leave this mansion out of principle. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm, right. Sure. That's probably what it was. But there's a sequence in here where the, she's like, She's teaching Christina to swim and she's racing her and she's like, you mm-hmm. have to, you have to have this. And I'm like, what? This is just Tiger Woods or something. Like lots of people do this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, It's Richard Williams. <laughs> he was a fierce defender of his family. <laughs> do not forget. Yeah, but I just mean it's like, I think some of them, it's like all oh, of a woman's doing it. It's worse than if a man is doing it. And it's not, it's not okay either way. <laughs> it's bad both ways. I'm not saying like, hey, Joan, pretty cool mom. I'm like, bad mom, but also those guys were bad dads. Like, let your kid be your kid. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah. It's, um, the, the, all these scenes, I saw this movie when I, when I, when I was younger and it was, it was put on as a comedy. That was uh, like, my parents put it on and like, oh, this is funny. Like, this is a funny. I watched it when I was a kid. I watched it when I was like probably 11 years old. And then they wow. were like, and, but we're going to do it if you're not good. Yes. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be a great movie to show. Hey, I do love yeah. you, but just so you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought I was confused about it when I was a kid because it was like it, I almost thought it was like a TV movie or something. It is. It's kind of like it a TV like movie. A TV it looks a little movie. bit like a TV Big movie. Time. And yeah, yeah. watching it on TV, like with commercials or something, I was like, "What is this movie?" But those scenes, I remember being kind of confused. Like, like my my my, my mom and dad, my mom especially being like, "Oh yeah, this is a funny part. This is a part where she like cuts her hair." <laughs> <laughs> 
whatever. And I remember going like, this is kind of disturbing. Yeah. But like, I think there was a more, I mean, and obviously like with the camp audience that has developed o- over the years of this movie, and obviously it's like a gay icon movie and everything, like there is this whole level of, of audience that now just watches it for an entirely different reason. Like it's, I think, yeah. I think it very nearly to the time of release, it lost all any impact for good or yeah, bad as a child when they released story. it they, yeah. they changed the promotion of it to be like oh this is no wire hangers ever ha ha like yeah but i actually don't <laughs> i'm not really that into like i'm not into that like i don't find the scene the scenes where she's doing these things for a kid funny because they it's like yeah people do that sort of thing you know, yeah, like people do saying. cut off I, their kids' hair. Like they do. Yeah, yeah. Those like you, I, you don't get off uh, uh, guilt-free watching those scenes. Like they're they're so crazy and the acting the acting's nuts. But like that's why it's so much more fun to watch that other like the the the, the slap fight when she's grown or the. Or or the boardroom scene, don't fuck with me, fellas, because we don't even yeah. have like imaginary victims. Um, you know what it felt like if I could equate it to, and maybe what inspired me to bring up this movie a, a, a little bit too to you guys, other than the the uh, uh, the mommy mama connection. But uh, um, I I had I was starting to go like, oh, what about like kind of uh, crazier, campier movies? And I recently got to see showgirls for the first time mm-hmm. in a while and in a theater with people who all loved it or were like it was half people who loved it or half people who were seeing it for the first time and like kind of getting the the shock of it and that's a different animal I really love showgirls and I genuinely think that one is a everybody got it wrong I think it was a <laughs> like I know it's appreciated <laughs> in this uh, worst movie ever made kind of way, but I truly think that was just a miscalculation. And that there was a lot of like pearl clutching with critics because the sex was so like crazily violent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like you can only be at this, that jacuzzi kind of position. You can only be in, I think if there's no actual coitus uh, occurring. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's not, it's not a thing. It's not. Yeah. 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 I don't, it's, it's just, it's all so bizarre. It's like, it's not even a, I, I think you'd be crazy to call that a sexy movie. It's also so yeah. abrasive. It's like it's um, like an AI made a sexy movie. I think that I think it has like, that. You're, like, you're missing something here. Yeah. Like, I, the core humanity is gone. You don't know what the parts look like, and you don't know what feelings are. But you made a movie. Yeah, you're right. It does involve like grinding. That's true. Yeah. But there's other. There's usually affection of, at some point. Uh, um, but whereas that what like. Like, um, it is really fun to watch that with an audience. And then, but, but then towards the end, there is the punishment, which is the kind of brutal rape scene yeah. where if you're watching it, it's, it's like always, it, it's, it's like this, this, uh, uh, it is like a punishment for if you're all watching this to like laugh and have fun with it. Then you get to this and like, oh, what do we even do about this? Because this is a genuinely brutal, almost like mismatching the the tone yeah. of, the, of the rest of it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which then sets up this revenge element that's cool. But it felt similar to the, like, basically, I'd never seen Mommy Dearest and I was curious if it had any of the showgirls magic 
of, oh, it does, from this other lens, it works really well and is really fun. And granted, Wire Hangers is not nearly as brutal as that Showgirls rape scene. I think it's a similar syndrome where it's just tough to like, uh, uh, I don't know, those, those aren't fun. Even like, it's yeah. still just like not, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it, it, it brings the mood down significantly. You can't well, just have like pure is, excessive cult movie fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that because then you're getting into, I think that's I think that's exactly the problem is like, do showgirls get raped ever? Mm, do, yes. Do mm-hmm. people beat their children? Yes. Well, then we're not talking about something weird and hilarious about like a you know a girl who eats French fries in a really weird way. Uh, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, okay, that's just ridiculous. Normal way. That's normal way to me. Yeah, the normal way. <laughs> the normal way. You know, she's just she has sex in pools, and it's normal. Also normal. Totally normal. <laughs> but I think it's the difference of something where it's like, I guess maybe I have more of an awareness as an adult, and sort of as a as a person who's more connected to the fragility of life as a parent. That it's like, you know. You don't it like I don't like the feeling of laughing at something. Like I can't laugh at it. It's not even the feeling. It's like I can't laugh at something and be like, "Yeah, but that probably happened to somebody I know." That doesn't really seem as outlandish as all that. You know, like I sure. thought that this movie was pretty crazy and it's like I knew a, a lady in film school who was making a film and she was like, I'm going to shave my son's head for this movie because it's going to be it's going to be good for this. What? And and oh. she was like, yeah, he was really upset about it, but I did it anyway. And uh. watching this movie, I was like, that's right. I guess in film school, I just found it very weird because I didn't have children. But now I'm like, what is the matter with you? That's like mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, my God. But it's like, I think. Well, I hope it's the like, movie was good. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a movie in film school. I was it, was it Charlie you. Brown? Was it? They should have just used the backwards cap. <laughs> mm, no. I'm going to shave my son's head and then put a little uh, front squiggle on the... I'm going to take some of the shaved hair and glue it on <laughs> right. his forehead yeah. and a squiggle. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it actually was very good. It was very experimental and it was worth it. And he's not traumatized at all. Um... Yeah, I just, you know, I think it's sort of like the universe of like, uh, you know, believe her or consider the possibility that somebody isn't completely making stuff up. And mm-hmm. this book came out in a time when it was like, I mean, according to Wikipedia, this was the first story about abuse that, that was written from the perspective of someone who had been abused, not in a sort of like academic discussion of it. Uh, I mean... <laughs> In quotes, because how many novels have been written about that? And they were like, but it's not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, the discomfort with it makes you want to laugh. Maybe more than the actual, it's funny. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost like I, I wish that <laughs> you could <laughs> take this performance which is is very fun to watch. This Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford is is so compelling and and fun in every scene. But boy, is it is it tougher when you get to like why the movie is being made. These these like uh, these, these kind of like horrific, even if silly sort of sequences. And it's you almost just want to like 
I like it, it invent a new adventure for her to yeah. go on. Yeah. If you could take yeah. Faye Dunaway as an adventure that's not this, but it's like more yeah. of the Pepsi stuff, more of the adult stuff where she's like getting in slap fights over rare steak at a restaurant. Like that stuff feels it feels like you're getting into now. I mean, honestly, I think the better way to make this movie is to just actually cast a drag queen at, in all the, the different drag queens in all the parts. Like sure, cast everybody. a really like a truly great one of these like drag story time performers <laughs> that everyone's upset about. <laughs> yeah, and don't just... you yeah, be careful where you film it for the oh, tax yeah. breaks. No, the, no the, Tennessee. Not everywhere is going to be uh, so nice. God forbid you have a drag show in Tennessee. Mm, a library with children present <laughs> for, um, for fifteen minutes. A drag queen yeah. is going to sit somewhere and do something nice. <laughs> You know what? They do read stories about boys wearing pink. That's all I'm saying. So if you want to get upset. But just to really go, just to take it out of that. And I guess the the author of this, she did go back 20 years later and do some edits to it. And it focused much more on her relationship from adulthood until her mom died. Mm-hmm. And oh. took out a whole bunch of stuff and added some names. Like she redid the book entirely. But I don't know. I mean, obviously something went wrong. I mean, I think it's it's a weird, like, I, I, right before I saw this, I was watching an interview with Michael Chapman, who's a DP who, who shot Taxi Driver. Hmm. And he was talking about, this stuck in my brain because I went, went one from, right from one to the other. But he was saying, you know what, you know what Taxi Driver is? It's a folk tale. It's like a modern folk tale. And Travis Bickle is a folk character, you know? It's like a big bad wolf in a, you know, in a forest or something. And when I watched Mommy Dearest, I was like, this is a folk character. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a Patrick Bateman. It's like it's like Mommy Dearest is it transcends. I mean, it's it's Joan Crawford in quotes, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't you know whether or not it's Joan Crawford. We everybody can debate all day and no one actually knows the truth of how abusive she is or wasn't or maybe she was worse than that. Who even knows? But like it's it's I feel like this movie for what it represented at the time, it was there. It's like it's almost like you better be careful or mommy dearest is going to get you like mm-hmm. it's that kind yeah, of the, like the, the Babadook. It is. Like, <laughs> she's a Babadook. She's a it's a horror movie. It's like villain. if the mom was possessed by that, by, by the Babadook and then was. Yeah. It, oh, I mean, it and like we, like we all have a, a Joan Crawford in us <gasps> potentially. Yes. So we should all we should all beware of people around us who could become Joan Crawford, mm-hmm. yes. but also the, our own ability. To become Joan Crawford, it's also a folktale yeah. for parents because of, because of, let's say you're a, a let's say you're a parent that's on the edge of maybe you grew up in a house where maybe your thing is like especially go back to 1981 like your thing is like maybe yeah sometimes we have to hit the kids or whatever we sometimes do or whatever <laughs> and it's like we have to mm-hmm. well yeah. I don't know there's a lot of households where that is the, that's where corporal punishment is 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 a reality there still is a reality it's like I always confuse capital and corporal and then yeah. I'm like well that's the well, capital, capital punishment not that's, a, not that's a reality a it may be in the, maybe in a Joan Crawford's house but in, uh, <laughs> really well if you but, if you if you mark up yeah. that floor yes Yes, <laughs> the idea. Yes, if you, if under the flower pot is not a. a oh my a god! You didn't, I did really appreciate how clean that house was. I yeah. really like that part yes. of it. <laughs> but it's kind of like it, it is. It is. If you're cruel to your kids, your kids might get back at you. They may. They may write a memoir. They may. Def, you know. They. They could get revenge after you're dead or whatever. So it's a little bit of like a. 
it's the, the movie itself is like a little bit of a cautionary tale for being an abusive parent. It's like, you don't just get away with it, you know? Yeah, she know. did. She, she hundred percent did. Yeah. But she, you, then you're, then your name, she died, then, then you're, and then you're, she's not aware of the rest of it. <laughs> hmm, that's she true. She totally got away with it. But the legend you see, I mean, wouldn't oh. she be upset from the afterlife if you believe there is a, yeah. such a thing that she, now she is like forever tied to this portrayal and the, you almost can't, for somebody like me who doesn't know her, I'm not sure I've ever seen a Joan Crawford movie, honestly. You never saw Mildred Pierce? I didn't I think, see the yeah. Academy Award winning Mildred Pierce. <laughs> this is 100% her legacy now. I think way, yeah. more, than the, way more than the movies. Yeah, it's I all mean, I, I know, know about her completely. I feel like it depends on, it depends on who, what your universe is. If you're sort of like a campy person mm-hmm. into campy stuff, this probably is Joan Crawford. But if you're into old movies, this is like, I don't know. Sort of- to the um to the credit of uh not to the credit just an interesting side note is when in the the show uh um feud Betty and Joan the Ryan mm. Murphy show uh they don't e- they just cut this out they don't e- there's no reference to her being an abusive parent you know they, why what? they seem to uh, I think he just took the side of like yeah it didn't happen or it's mm. not it's not of interest no so, so, I don't think what? that's why <laughs> what <laughs> I think it's because if you want to get involved with a lot of legal drama. You mm-hmm. just don't talk about it. Like well, you want to maybe. avoid that. You just don't because she's still alive, you know, and she's still she she was involved in a lawsuit with her other siblings. Uh, I think it was. I personally oh, think, yeah, yeah Christina, because mm-hmm. there were two kids. There was Christina and Christopher that you're depicted, but then there are two other kids who are twins. And in this, she she said like that something. I forget what exactly about them, and also that they weren't really twins. And then they were like, that's not true. We are twins. Here are birth certificates. And then they settled out of court. So there was some weird stuff where it's like, you obviously have a bad relationship. It's really none of my business. Um, mm. But wow. yeah, but so they did inherit just, money. Two are cut from the movie entirely. And then Christopher, we really get nothing other than the harness. Yeah, He used to wear a harness yeah. in bed. Is I guess a, it's for his sleepwalking. That's the explanation is that sleepwalking. Oh. But and he seems to he have a lot of rope on that thing. I don't think he's... Uh, <laughs> yes! Because he walks all the way to the closet, which is a very long way away. So it's definitely not like having a, a chain on. I shouldn't be putting myself in the position of defending the harness. <laughs> My son doesn't wear a harness. Okay, now we all Yet. think he does. I just walked right in. By saying the opposite, I revealed too much. That is the funny thing, though, is that the second you say anything about, like, well, I don't know, that seems like it's like, oh, are you doing that? Are you doing that? I think the idea that a kid can make you extremely annoyed uh, is very real, but it's like, good heavens, you're a grown up. <laughs> It's not that hard. Yeah, I don't even think. I mean, freak out. Sure. Yeah, or like, just put that somewhere yeah. else. Don't like. Yeah, yeah. just murder a man. Just go and like go become a serial killer. <laughs> I think there's the portrayal of That's child a abuse. Movie. Yes. Now, now, there, now there's an idea. Your kid, your your kid annoys you, so you go kill kill yeah, somebody. Yeah, so a mom who's, who's so frustrated. Instead of being like Rose all day, she's like, yeah. I'm gonna go kill a bunch of guys who are you know, late on child support or she has some reason. It's like, yeah. I mean, some, 
which is kind of a good sounds idea. like a, a promising young woman a sequel or something <laughs> yeah kind um, of but more more that she's like take all the rage yeah my annoying children but I, but this movie I think does a good a good job of like of showing you like what a, how child abuse occur, occurs which is that it doesn't have to, it's not it really actually has nothing to do with the children it's like she gets a in the movie it's like Jim or Jeff or Greg or whatever leaves her or doesn't like her or she gets or something bad career wise happens or she or something and then she's like chopping down her tree in her yard yeah. or so you're screaming at christina or whatever it's like it's just it's like using your kids as a punching bag for the trials of life and the blows to your own ego or the blows to yeah totally. you know um which i think is how most of the time you know like the stuff that your parents being mean to you really doesn't have anything to do with you you know no no of course like, of course not but i think that, that it doesn't have to be something as extreme as that for it to be like you know your parents using you as an emotional crutch in some way, even if they're not directly being abused. It's like these sort of like more amorphous kinds of things where she says, oh, you adopted me for press. It's like, no, it's probably more like you adopted me, at least in some part, to get love, which is a lot more like, ugh. I think a lot of parents have kids to get love mm. and and then kind of try and like get it some in in not very effective ways for those kids yeah sure well sure. that's why she the the line that sets her off or in the adult fight the line that after that like tips everything over is i'm not one of your fans like, yeah there's a yeah. there's a distinction between me who hates your guts and right. your fans <laughs> who you you thought you were just going to raise another little fan in your house and i'm not i'm i don't even like you <laughs> Yeah, wow. which is, I think, what we're all waiting for is, well, because I think it's, I think that's actually, I mean, not in this story, but I think it's a sign of, a sign of trust and health when you can be like, I don't like you, you're boring and you're stupid and I don't want to have anything to do with you. It's like, right, because you know that you're, <laughs> that nothing's going to happen as a result of that. And this character is like, well, obviously she didn't say that kind of thing when she was a kid because she'd get whacked in the face. Um. But then as an adult, she can't. So, I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of ways of being a, a, a destructive parent. And uh, we have no idea what ours will be. <laughs> yeah, geez. <laughs> oh, this. no. Definitely not. None of this stuff. I'm like, you can leave the table. Don't eat it. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> that particular thing of like, seriously, I don't care. You're not going to die. And it just doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah, really. Yeah, what a thing to stand your your ground on. One of yeah. these. Yeah, you eat this or you eat nothing. I cannot imagine ending up in a. We'll see. Maybe I will, but I cannot imagine instigating <laughs> a. You eat this or you eat nothing. That that I I find that with that's probably a big like disciplinary challenge. Is like okay, I know I need to teach. Uh, a lesson here but i don't actually care about <laughs> this particular issue and i'm gonna have an easier day if i don't deal with this so what's the yeah. line and granted my you know my kids uh, uh less than three so i haven't faced a lot of this yet but i know that's gonna be the big thing with me it's like how to stand firm despite not caring about this yes. particular issue <laughs> at all well i think maybe maybe don't <laughs> like is it so bad to just be like there's some things that i hold you know as very dear important things to me and then other things where i'm like 
I don't care. Like if you want to color your hair or you want to get mm-hmm. a tattoo, like whatever that is for you, I think is like, I don't care. But every kid has different standards of like, I mean, like I've just had this discussion with you, Anna, or about TV. Like I, I would never have a, if I ever had a child, I could never tell a child no TV because I only have watched five gazillion hours of it in my life including 10 hours at a time every day when i was a kid and similarly with like school it's like be good at school because i was not actually that good at school like i have no leg to stand on but i think that's fine i think it's fine to be like you can watch as much tv as you want and you have to be able to function in school but i don't really care you just have to be able to get through it and if you need help from me i'll help you but i don't think that whether or not you're good at high school is super important i think that's fine mm. that's yeah. fine yeah. i guess you pick beach battle because then your kid's gonna be like i'll be the best <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah i'm scared of that one yeah oh for sure i was talking to a dad who was struggling with the issue of convincing his son that he needed to uh, change his pants and not wear filthy pants all the time, Mm. despite that he, the father, wears the same pair of unwashed (laughs) jeans for three weeks in a row. Oh, that's tricky. This is completely where I will be at as well. (laughs) It's those little things, I think, that'll get... Like, you have maybe you get in your head, uh, you know, I I will take a stand on this as a parent, but these tiny lead-by-examples where I'm like... Of course, this will be better for him <laughs> just to be generally kempt. <laughs> like, can I? Yeah. <laughs> can Actually, I leave by example here? Don't smell like laundry is a good one. <laughs> just like, do I smell like laundry though? It's been on three weeks, but I don't smell like laundry, do I? Oh, wait, I do. I guess I must change my life. Okay. All right. <laughs> can, I, can I talk about something that, that kind of changed my. I like, I, I watched, I did one viewing of the movie and I thought parts of it were fun but parts of it like I said there was too much guilt in it to really laugh at like the the craziest scenes in a way that other people might might get to a little more uh, um and I, I was like geez I don't know how I feel about this movie then I realized that the DVD that I got from the library uh-huh. uh, included a not just some very good special features that include an, an a, a interview sequences with John Waters but also a full-length commentary by John Waters. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I got, I've got through half of it, and I watched his commentary on kind of all the big scenes, and suddenly I'm wondering, do I like this movie more than I thought? <laughs> like, so, like, seeing it through his eyes, which obviously you can imagine that, that he enjoys it for the the campy appeal, and, and, and what you alluded to, that he... Uh, like he of course uh, uh, was talking about Divine and how he would love to make this with Divine and mm-hmm. that this would have been up I forget if Divine had seen it or not but he said well Divine only wanted to watch movies about rich people uh, oh. so Divine would have oh. loved it for that reason <laughs> um, yeah. just to like escape to the rich person fan. like who cares there's stakes when it's rich people um, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I, I liked that, like that little fact about Divine uh, I um, I love watching rich people movies. <laughs> I didn't feel this like this house looked rich enough, honestly. It was shot yeah, well, a it's very too dark flat. a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. Like you, you feel like you don't get to see it in in full I guess they're conveying a, a depressing, you know, it's giant and it's empty and sad and that, you know, you, you have to imagine Sunset Boulevard entered the picture in terms of like 
vibe discussion uh, oh, uh, for yeah. production mm-hmm. design or probably m- multiple parts of, of this movie. Uh, um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, uh, also, very it's very set or everything. Anything that's not outside is so soundstage and you can really tell. Yeah. Uh, um, but but the other thing, like, um, I mean, what really made me enjoy it more uh-huh. uh, uh, with the John Waters pass is that he he takes the stance. He just very clearly says in one of the the making of features, um, uh, no one I know relates to or uh, roots for Christina. Everyone is pro Joan. Joan is great because she is a movie star. She's a bitch and she's rich. That's great. We when I watch this with anyone I know, we are saying go Joan go. And then in the commentary you get to see little moments. He defends virtually everything she does oh in wow. the movie. You just include like the cleanliness. This is great. This is how it should be. And some people, you know, this is but for anyone, their home is their palace. And if that's what matters to them, then it should matter to them and they should stand up for what oh they God. believe in. And then my, one of my favorite ones, of the, uh, <laughs> my favorite defenses he had was the scene with the steak. You'll eat this or you eat nothing mm-hmm. and then it's out in the morning and what do I do? Uh, he said, oh, my mom made me do this with lima beans. I don't want to <laughs> eat this. Blah. Okay, well, then you'll uh-huh. eat nothing. Yeah, it happened to me, but I didn't hate it enough to write a book about it. <laughs> Oh and then God. towards the beginning, what about she, the haircutting? Did he have a take on that? Uh, oh, what did he? I watched it with the haircutting. Um, he was, ma- I think, he was mainly he was caught up in the logistics of like, is that a wig? How are they doing this? Yeah, What's the, he was. He was just curious about the film, which is it, it's also interesting to watch. It's a good format for commentary. I know commentary is a little dead, but the uh, having an, a filmmaker watch it who doesn't know everything about the movie yeah. and is just asking questions. How they do yeah. that it's kind of it is yeah, like it watching weird? it with a phantom friend you know uh, um, uh, it's like it's like having like a, a friend for that viewing hmm. that's a little yes that thing hmm. of the what's the term for the uh, uh the, the friendships that aren't real oh uh, parasocial um, yeah that's parasocial, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. i guess commentary some commentaries were the original version of hey, that i don't mind it i would rather hey. sit around and listen to some a pretend person i mean real person talk by the way scott thank you this is a great pitch for physical media yes it is go to your local library and get the mommy dearest dvd you don't get this streaming mm-hmm. uh, yeah yes yeah. and why what is up with commentaries dot wouldn't it be the easiest thing in the world to just also have commentaries come with all of these files and doesn't that make you if, if we're uh in streaming world obsessed with minutes watched don't you possibly get double minutes watched if you go back and watch it again with a commentary that you can probably pretty easily turn on? Like that's got to be this is a, a this is an excellent point. Streaming. The only the only ch- the channel I know that the only streamer that does it is Criterion Channel and for a yeah. select number of titles. But but yeah, Netflix. There's no reason why their originals should not have. I why know. Their shitty originals Emily, shouldn't have commentary. Yeah, but if you did Emily in Paris, but with the the designer of the clothes. Yeah, that would sure. be a better show than watching Emily in Paris. <laughs> yeah, if they were talking yeah. about, well, you know, we sourced these shoes. It was a really interesting little shop we went to, and I'd be like, "Great, you're telling me stuff <laughs> that I want to know." <laughs> there might be shows that you, if you're kind of fading on a show, if it's getting into like a third season that they didn't really plan for, and they didn't know what they were going to do, and you're watching it in an, obligato- an obligatory manner, like, well, I just need to know what the plot is. There's shows where you might just skip straight to commentary. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to look at it, and by looking at it, I will know just what happens in the story. Because already mm-hmm. we watch so many things while looking at our phone. But why not have the second screen experience be <laughs> within the first screen? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in some cases, invariably, there would be very funny ones, unintentionally funny ones. Like, they're missing out on the streaming air is missing out on this. As a, yes. Well, and as all a, of them yeah. would be Peter Bogdanovich. Peter Bogdanovich <laughs> would, would crawl out of the grave to give. Because he's got so many. It's like, it's like you would just, yeah. Like the true, the true, like all the Orson Welles movies, like this isn't my movie, but I know it. Mm-hmm. I know it. There's another, there's a really low stakes thing he says in the commentary also, which is like one of those anonymous boyfriends comes around and john just effortlessly spits out oh any man with a sweater tied around his neck during the day is not a good candidate for marriage <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a really good fully way. formed opinion that's so specific and again always in defi- like who knows if you actually pressed him he might bend on like well john shouldn't have done this or that but he yeah. re- clearly enters this commentary like I, the game of this for me is going to be i find a way to justify every action and not just justify, but just say why she's morally in the right about every everything she wears, why everything she wears is better than what everyone else is wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah spectacular. Men, like her lawyer. Yeah, her lawyer. Who's that? But then there's a part in here. What was it? Oh, yeah. When John Crawford says, Tina, bring me the axe. Yes. That feels like a, you know, a cheer line or a something line. And it reminds me of in Moonstruck. Remember when Nicolas Cage is like, uh, oh, yes. bring me the, the big knife. Yeah. This time I'm going to do it. Yeah. Bring me, like, the, bring me the big knife. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. Kind of like it's a good quotable line. I've yeah, never yeah. seen Mommy Dearest with an audience, but I imagine it's pro- it's probably intolerable at this point to, to, to watch it with an audience. But um, this is the whole struggle is the like, uh, um, because I I like movies that get that effect yeah. where everybody yells and stuff. And I have this whole relationship with The Room where I was with the time it was so movie The Room uh, uh, 20th anniversary this year. Unbelievable. That movie's 20 years old. But I like, I was in on the ground floor of that and I got to see it when like, oh, all the stuff hadn't been developed yet. We're just like starting yeah. to kind of be a little rowdy at this. And now I don't think I'd ever want to go to a screening of that because it's so fully for here's all of the bits that we all do and there's no air. There's no silence and no like getting to enjoy the more subtle things about the movie. <laughs> the subtle. Mm. I, I honestly think there are there, like I, I will watch it every once in a while uh, 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 just just Aaron my wife and I and there, there's little there's there's just little things little looks lines that even that are so quiet there's there's lines that you have to turn on the closed captioning to know what they are but those are added jokes where like we're there's like mistakes in the lines that are just walla essentially that's how thoroughly oh. things go wrong in this movie <laughs> but those little things i think get uh-huh. lost under the uh, uh you know just uh, like w- with all of the bigger things that everybody's screaming at some of which over the years have been kind of like sexist and bad like people are screaming about how the you know the the main woman lisa in it uh it's not the most flattering look for her when she is naked and uh yeah. i've heard things yelled that are like that's just not a good thing to 
yell yeah. in front of women or if God forbid that woman is in this room. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows if that yeah. stuff's died down a little bit. But uh, um, yeah, anyway, it's just a funny thing that I tend to like movies that end up with big cult sc- film screening and then, but I don't want to go to them. Yeah, yeah, but it's exactly yeah. You're t- mm-hmm. but you're talking about the same problem that Mavi Dearest has, where it's like, yes, I'm. This is this is one thing, but then it sort of curdles, and it's like, can I? Can I? Can I sure. enjoy this? Like, there's yeah. something a little, and, and and you know, it's just you know, it's it's Democrats. They're just ruining. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think, but it's like it's us kind of being like, wait a second, maybe there's something to worth considering about this. But I think John Waters, you know, is is he has a point, but it's also I think part of why I wanted to do this podcast is like I don't think being kind of like overly emotionally invested in things is a very popular way of reviewing media, mm-hmm. uh, like that. Just being like, hey, I'm just a really, I'm like an invested kind of person. I'm not very arch and I'm not very cool. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know what? This made me feel a bunch of stuff and think a bunch of things. And and uh, I, I feel like outside of a very like kind of creepy conservative voice, there isn't that, you know, that kind of like, oh, uh, you know, sometimes stuff bothers me and uh, it's not funny. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and like not you're not you don't want to fully uh, uh, tisk tisk things in some no. grandstanding way, but but yeah. you want to say how things make you feel. Your your idea for a podcast was let's do a film podcast, but not cool. <laughs> um, I think that's all of them. I think that's easy. That's all of them. They're not all those not cool, cool vibes of all the film reviewers. Yeah, this one's this one. Your hope is to re- is this one will ricochet back around to being so uncool that. It it becomes cool. Yeah. yeah well, I'm just yeah. hoping that maybe there's, uh, you know, I just, I just think that there are people who are like a little bit less, I don't know, like Buzzfeedy or like Vox article, like that, you know, like clickbaity about like there's more to it. Like mm. yes, Mommy Dearest is high camp, really insane, but then it's also like, oh, it's kind of interesting that this, this story about someone writing a story about being abused was taken as being hilarious and terrible. And that's kind Mm. of sort of, I don't know, that's a little bit interesting that that's how people took it. Sure, sure. Even though it is uh, insane and the acting is bad, but... (laughs) Well, that's... that's, Uh, A lot, a lot. I don't think that's This was Ryan's question at the beginning in terms of performance. And I guess my... I mean, is the Faye Dunaway performance good? And I vote yes, and and part of my rationale being, what else was she supposed to do? <laughs> say, yeah. And like, it's yeah. it, it is iconic and quotable, and and it's it, it is it's so it almost like has overridden the legacy of the actual person she's playing. That's how like uh, notable it is, even if you yeah. don't enjoy it. Yeah. But like, I halfway through, I was like, I, all right, I know people have that opinion that it's too much, but what else? What's what's different, and is it actually better? Or di- like, I think the bad version of this movie is just kind of, uh, or or like, what am I saying? Like, like I think there's a more a, a movie a, a version of this movie that's like technically better, but a lot more forgettable. And if if that's yeah. what she was supposed to do, was like tone it down ten percent, 
but then there isn't the stuff that everybody remembers about it, then why do that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Movies don't get yeah. movies don't become iconic by accident, you know. Like nothing in the I truly don't think that. Like you're talking about Verhoeven Showgirls. It's like Verhoeven is a master filmmaker. If he made a bad movie, it's a it is a. You there think he a, meant that? But but, but ha, that movie. He was he like, meant, I, I know I, I it'll think, be high camp, and I know uh, it'll be popular in 20 years. I know. I, I think he miscalibrated certain parts of Showgirls, <laughs> but like there are parts that work work for a reason. This director, Frank Perry, is no slouch of a director. He directed The Swimmer with Burt Lancaster, which is a very mm-hmm. interesting movie where Burt Lancaster swims across. He basically swims home through the backyards of pools in his neighborhood. It's like a, <laughs> a kind of. Um, yeah, the Carver story, I think. Uh, Carver, or maybe a John Updike or something. Um, and then he yeah, directed. But it's a great uh, movie. It's a terrific yeah. movie. And then another Hollywood movie, Play It As It Lays, uh, the, an adaptation of Joan Didion's. I mean, he has. Uh, they're actually a little bit similar in terms of pacing and editing and everything. But watching this movie, I'm like, the decision, for instance, to put her in white makeup is like, I don't think that's accidentally kabuki or something. That's a oh, deliberate no. choice. Like those yeah. are those are choices that are are iconically creating a character. And yeah. and Faye Dunaway's choices, I think, are I think she's distanced herself from the movie. She says that yeah. she was not properly restrained in the movie, that she should have had a director that was looking out for her more to um and this kind of coincided maybe with the downturn of her career but she also turned 40 at the time uh, of this the most so her career was going to downturn hit your Jeez. children as much as you want but don't you dare turn 40 the uh, but there's i think that thinking about it i think some of the reason why it it's it seems so campy is the way that the child is written it actually isn't so much her performance or mm. her being off the rails it's that when the kid, the kid is is an adult looking at this situation, understanding it. She's not like, oh, I'm sorry, will you love me now, which is heartbreaking. It's a kid being like, she said, like she says, Jesus Christ, and looks mm. around the room. And it's like, no, that's an adult's perception of how yeah. insane this moment is. Because if you did it as the kid, you would be crying yeah, because I don't think would, do kids yeah. say that in that way. Yeah, that feels very mm. which is what you would say on like a, a tragic day as an adult. Not uh, yeah, that manages to be one of the craziest things in that scene, despite it being the makeup, the yeah. no wire hangers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, then the other, then the powder comes out. Like that's it's a pummeling for ten minutes, and then somehow Jesus Christ really sticks out. <laughs> yeah. That girl also, the little girl, in her Wikipedia is so, she's in this notorious uh, uh, weird flop movie. And then also, uh, then then she also did stage work, like the show Moose Murders, a Broadway uh-huh. play that closed on the same day that it opened. A notorious oh flop God. now widely considered the standard of awfulness against which all Broadway failures are judged. Wow. Oh the same Moose day, Murders like the and Mommy Dearest in the same like. Two year, the worst play and the oh worst movie. Crazy. Poor thing. Wow. Yeah, geez. Oh, I hope she uh, ended up doing something else rewarding and <laughs> nice and without with, At least with she less got screaming. All those. She got that all out of the way early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> only, 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 only one yeah. place to go, and it's up. Yes. <laughs> the, I read something. This is neither here nor there, but I thought that this was kind of interesting. Maybe women in Hollywood thing is that. Faye Dunaway, at the time that she made this movie, had a baby. 
She just had a baby. And then for 23 years, claimed that she'd given birth to this baby. So this kid was an adult. And then somehow, I think he said, or someone said, was like, oh, no, I'm adopted. Oh. So she, it's just in the context of this, of like the confusion of everything. It's like, oh, that's very, that's a, that's a different and interesting sort of thing that she felt the need to hide the fact that she had not given birth. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I wonder wow. what that's about. I, wonder, um... I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But interesting side note that she was making this movie about <laughs> this notoriously horrible adopter of children Mm -hmm. meanwhile had adopted a child and then was not open about that i don't know i don't know what it means maybe it had something to do with this movie where she's like i better not tell anyone because they're gonna make that connection uh maybe she maybe she's just too she got too into she jokered she joker fight (laughs) she did method acted uh i mean what's the difference it doesn't matter it's your kid Mm -hmm. is your kid but um i don't know Wow. Quick correction: John Cheever wrote the swimmer. Cheever, <laughs> yes, yeah. Cheever of Carver and Seinf- Cheever. Seinfeld, I... yeah. Oh right, right. Oh, oh yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Elaine's, yeah. Elaine's yeah. dad. Oh right, right. Uh, or not Elaine's dad. Um, Susan George's fiance Susan dad had an affair with John Cheever. Is that yes. right? The Cheever yeah. letters. No, who's, who's Elaine's dad? Is a famous writer. Elaine's dad, like the real, the is, real inspiration for Elaine. Oh, I don't know that is was somebody super, super famous. Let me look it up right now mm. because it was like Elaine was very intimidating to Larry David, like real Elaine. Um, Do you mean Julia Louis Dreyfus or the real Elaine in his life, who the character the is based on, who is not named Elaine? But yes. I know there is well, there is an Elaine out yes. there. Yes. I don't know. Julia Louis Dreyfus is probably intimidating because she's a billionaire, uh, I believe. <laughs> billionaire uh, before Seinfeld. Before yes. Seinfeld, and then Carol <laughs> Leifer is the real Elaine, and then her father is named Seymour Leifer. Huh? That, that, Seymour ain't, Leifer, no, that ain't no writer. No, there's someone else. Seymour Leifer right. wasn't someone to be feared. <laughs> Says he was an optometrist. So. <laughs> that's scary if you don't want to get the eye drops. Glaucoma is afraid of Seymour uh, Leifer. Uh, that's what I meant. Uh, that's what I meant. Elsewhere on the uh, on the trivia and uh, not, not not this is not a Richard Yates. Fact. Richard Yates. Richard Yates. Who's this Richard a great Yates writer. in this scenario? So, yeah, Richard Yates is uh, the 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 character of Elaine was partially based on Monica Yates, who's the daughter of novelist Richard Yates, who wrote Revolutionary Road. Oh, he wrote a lot. He wrote Easter Parade. He wrote like a bunch of really horrifying stories about people in suburbia just being like, "What is going on?" Like loneliness and misery. <laughs> So probably was a sort of intimidating guy. Oh, good. Wow. wow. All right. I'm glad All right. we figured that out. I, I know. It's not relevant, but I figured it out. Uh, but you have you get into these things, you got to know. And well, let me toss in yeah. the other, just related to the movie, the, the little bit of relations trivia. Do you know that the director of this movie, Frank Perry, is Katy Perry's uncle? <gasps> no. Oh, no. Yeah. Now that Isn't I that weird. Know. What? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Um, Can Katy Perry be in this? 
uh, a remake of this playing Perry, Joan I, Crawford and the Christina. <laughs> I think she could pull off. I, I, I think she's got like enough uh, uh, campy instincts to that, that, mm-hmm. that might be a good choice, actually, and pay, oh, uh, yeah. you know, pay tribute to the legacy. There is a, apparently a Victoria Beckham music video that that is a tribute to this movie and that goes through the the beats of it that there is oh, and it's and it's a guilt-free wire hanger sequence because it does not involve a child it is mm. just her with crazy makeup swinging wire hangers around so victoria yeah. Bar <laughs> spice made it right she figured out a way to do it she's, <laughs> she's just beating up the help with the wire hangers and <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do that's what you're supposed to do yeah um there's a nepo beckham by the way uh, uh, out there if you're if you're tracking nepos i i think it's a boy i think it's i think it's brooklyn beckham yeah and he did a mm. uh, a cooking show in which it was revealed where it's just like yeah, it's just me in the kitchen messing around and then it was revealed that there's like a 60 person crew to this show <laughs> and that he can't cook to save his life Oh, it's my they're favorite. Like, they're doing that later. thing where you put your arms around someone while they're using yes. the, <laughs> the hands. It's like, why is his? Why are his hands so like lady Six hands person. all of a sudden? <laughs> That's a big crew. That's like Theranos. That's like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, making up a meal. Uh, sending it to the lab. <laughs> oh my god! I would like to see a cooking show with the fake hands behind the back, though. Oh, that's like, done that way and not not referred to. Yeah, like a good um, like instead of the voice, but it's like it's like a celebrity chef is behind your back, and you have to figure out which one, and nobody guesses because nobody knows the names of chefs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just like guess- I don't know a guy. <laughs> Bobby Flay, Bobby Flay. It's the yes. only one I can name, Bobby Flay. Yes. I know it's a woman, but I just yeah. I have no guess besides Bobby Flay. It's wearing a very tight t-shirt. Uh, I can't tell. I can't tell. I don't know. Uh, anyway, my pitches are gold. I'm sorry. That's all I got to say. Um, I have a little segment here that I like to call, Would you parent like that? And I want to ask the question, would you parent like this? And the answer is no. That's the end of the segment. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> it's pretty easy with this one, isn't it? Yes, I was looking through uh, it and I was like, this isn't funny because these are all just child abuse. Okay. So <laughs> It's all child abuse. I do. I Okay, I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. this. That, yes, I would not parent like this at all. Oh, except. Okay. But there's one question. Ryan, yes. but, no, there's one question, which is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Your daughter uh-huh. is cast on a daytime soap opera. Oh, oh, we haven't talked about this. And and falls Uh ill. Uh And you have the opportunity uh, at the age of, I don't know, 50-something, 60-something to step in. 68. 68? I think she was 68. Good God, okay. 68 to step in (laughs) for the role of like (laughs) your 20-year-old daughter on Mm -hmm. her soap opera. Okay, but get this. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit dumb, maybe. Or may, a little bit conceited or whatever. And you think perhaps that this is the way that her job might be saved, which I believe is what was Joan Crawford's, what she said, at least publicly, was the motivation for this, <laughs> which is I wanted Chris, I didn't want Christina's part to go to someone else. So I volunteered to go in and play the part. <laughs> Keep it warm for her. Would yeah. you pair it mm-hmm. like that? Would you, would you go on television <laughs> and play the part for two weeks while your uh, kid recovers from a, a cyst or whatever? Yeah, an ovarian cyst removal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not 
Well, just put in a me- a different medical thing for you, Scott. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, um, I, of course, I would love that. I like watching train wrecks and I'd love to help create one too. I hope I have such an opportunity. Um, I don't know what my son is going to be into, uh, but we're at, uh, we're at sports and I have to take over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta go play sports. football for him. Uh, uh, I, whatever it is, I hope he ends up in a boy band and then things, uh, like we're, we're oh like powerful God, enough of a that. family. First of all, that's great in its own right. But if somehow, if like yeah. they can't say no to me enough that, I I say yeah, all right well yeah you pulled a hamstring guess what daddy's going in <laughs> and like are we gonna say something people are gonna notice I think no I think we can't yeah. Scott Gardner is too pa- the Gardner legacy is too powerful I mean um, they're the modern Crawfords we have to let him <laughs> everyone knows that Gardners are athletes yeah if he's in a boy band let's see by this point you'll be like maybe in your early fifties he's he's in a boy band he's the new. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the new Harry, the new the Harry Styles. Yeah. I uh, know. I would so love it if you were a, a stage dad to a, to a, a boy band. If that's and where then, it became, because oh you God. do have boy band hair. You have like a beautiful flop <laughs> of brown hair. Oh, hey, that, thank you. It's not disappearing. Yeah. It is a it is a full head. That's right. Which suggests that your son. Really, probably, you know, years from now, he's going to be like, we figured <laughs> you figured it out. <laughs> I think he's got dad's hair. I, I hope so. And, and, and I think so. Um, but yeah, but I, boy, if that, if, if that's the way he goes and then I get the chance, really, well, it's really my chance to become a, uh, the rare Nepo father. Yeah. <laughs> to go the vertical. The, it doesn't go the other direction enough. <laughs> Yeah. I want to. I would love to yeah. ride his coattails. Well, you've talked about this, Anne. You want you want to build your Nepo association downward. You want you want to go to the parties that your kid is invited to. You know, that's a, well. That's, that's just because I like parties. I'm not yeah. getting anything out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like pizza and I like cupcakes. And these parties are yeah. just—they are full of pizza. And yeah, cupcakes. you understand though when they when they get older, there's there's no longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kids' parties yeah. have great food at them and adult parties don't really happen that much and when they do they're just like bunch of chardonnay i'm way more into the pizza thing that's true they're pretty foodless yeah yeah, yeah i know what you're yeah. saying yeah had solid bagels at the uh, uh, kids mm-hmm. parties Yours, yeah right? you get like bells oh so good you get mm-hmm. like the good bagels or you get home state mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. god yeah. I think I'm parties? at a point now, and we've talked about this a few times, but where I think I go to more kid parties than adult parties these days. I, I've kind of fallen off the invite list for most of the adult parties occurring, but I'm getting a lot of, I, get, I do a lot of those Saturday morning parties. Well, it's, I think it's a trade-up maybe. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, yeah. it's fresh air and you get some exercise and exactly. quality yeah. snacks, yeah. as you're nice, saying, and, yeah. you know, not, not drink it. Maybe it helps you not, uh, you can't uh, drink late and be unhealthy because you got to get up for that early party. I think it's yeah. a good, uh, I think these are good wins to, to sail and on. And you could still yeah. talk to each other and it's great. And then one of your kid is, kids is crying and in the middle of a really intense conversation, you have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> those are fun where it's like and then my father went into surgery 
Oh, one second. She's crying. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, it is. It is chaos. It is always like, mm-hmm. boy, you cannot have there will be people I have not had a solid conversation with for for decades because I've only seen them at kids birthday parties mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or you cannot. You got to be ready to bail every 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but what I like about it is, you know, like when you're at a party and someone's looking around the room. It's like that's rude and you feel like a little bit overlooked. But like when someone's looking around the room at a kid party or around the park or whatever, it's, they're usually just looking for their kid. You know, it's it's uh, you, you completely uh, it's yes. a nice it's a nice change. I know I, I never feel you never feel that thing of like who else is more important. It's like, well, it's the kid, your kids. <laughs> yeah, there, the kid. You know? Wow. I know that's yeah. true. That's an interesting observation yeah. because it's like, no, never you. Unless I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, it's my kid. It's yeah, that's a little how it. I feel like when I make my little complaints or whatever, if I meet up with friends and I'm like complaining about something, it's like, yeah, that's oh, interesting complaint. <laughs> wow, your, your complaints sound really, uh, wow, really intense. Okay, I have to go back and raise my kid. Um, <laughs> Who I love more than you or anyone else, uh, Whose who's sm- who's hangnail is, I would, I would, you could die and uh, the hangnail would be uh, more important to me. <laughs> but I think it's, it's like, it's sort of like heat rules, you know? Like you gotta be ready to to, yeah. to leave at a moment's notice. It's like, <laughs> it's like I gotta be on the edge, on the edge where I gotta um, be. But it's all kids' parties. You're not jumping in. Are you jumping in on the, oh, on, the yeah. on the secret storm? The, the I would 100 percent do it. Um, I would 100 percent do it because I think in the hopefully fingers crossed, pray pray uh, that. Um, the relationship that I hope to have with my daughter would be that she would be like, that is hilarious. Thank you so much for entertaining me in the hospital. <laughs> you are so old and ridiculous. Yes. And I'd be like, sure am. So See you're you hoping for like a more that your kid will have a level of John Waters uh, divine sophistication. Yes. Uh, yes, She'll to, be like, yeah. mom. I didn't realize you could be so campy. That's so fun. Yeah. You're gonna you'll, you'll come into her, her hospital room and she'll be like. <laughs> yes, slow clapping for me, Mom. You are by far the most ridiculous person I've ever met. I think uh, um, she might. She might think that already. I'm not sure. And by the um, way, the way to do any of this to for any anybody to portray their own children on television is to wear a backwards baseball cap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Make sure you get that cap. On. That's right. Yeah, that's it's right. It's me, um, a kid. Rounding this yeah, out, hey, I, uh, uh, or yeah. with one of those little hey. propellers on top. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that gets you a lot of the way. That on yeah. Studio sixty. Yeah. Um, I'd like Matthew Perry to try that now. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read his book, but um, yeah, I didn't read his book. Um, I read the excerpts. <sighs> yeah. He's no John Cheever. Um, the uh, oh, but oh, he no. is more of a Carver type. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, well, you guys have touched on this already, but let's hear the Mama Panic Attack assessment of Mommy Dearest. Uh, yeah, I would give this movie a. I would give this. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. I would give it an R. For uh, just a, a constant um, yelling and screaming and hitting. Um, if you have a little kid, this is not the first movie that I would put on to to relax. I think if it's more, it's more of a movie for adults. Hopefully, adults who don't have children who are just seeing it as a camp thing. 
it's not it's not a great movie for a for a parent of a child that's like kind of similar in age and it's just like oh my god i would never cut my little baby's hair <laughs> like it's very it's just like oh, oh sad people do that sort of thing um all right fine so yeah. i'm that way yeah so i give it an r I think I'd agree with R and that, uh, uh, you know, it's not as harsh as NC-17, but it's, uh, yeah, if you had a bad, if you had a day where you did like, uh, yell or the kid got upset and they, you're not going to have fun watching a haircutting scene. I think that's gonna, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll like project that onto what, what happened that <laughs> right. day. That must have been how it felt. Uh, <laughs> surely I was that bad. Uh, um, yeah, you're, you know, just like volume wise, it's just, uh, you know, this, this movie could wake up the kid in the next room if, uh, if you play true. it loud enough. Very loud movie. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I think that's, that is the, <laughs> Yeah, those moments where you're like, "Don't run it! Don't run so fast! You're too close to the street!" And then they they're just silent, and then they start bloop 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 little tears, and I'm like, "I'm a monster!" Like I know, I'm a monster, and I think it's the "I'm a monster" part that makes me watching this movie. Yeah, it's probably relating to it, being like, "Am I like that?" You <laughs> deep fake your own face onto Joan yes. Crawford, yeah, uh, and and it's just the most it was something you did to uh, save your daughter's life. But yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> it's still it's scored that way. You're made yeah. to look like you're yeah. you live in a decaying palace and that you're insane and. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I mean those questions I think are healthy and I think that's why I don't like watching things that are too challenging right now or, or if they are they're like you know crisscross or something on in on Criterion Collection it's like well I'm probably not gonna get involved in like a noir heist mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not something I'm currently worried about the outcome of yeah uh, so that's a lot more chill yeah. to watch but you might hold a, a birthday party for your kid where you you uh only let them keep one present and so yeah, uh, yeah. and i and yeah. i invite the press yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> john waters watched that birthday party like this looks great what's she complaining about <laughs> exactly that it's would be a good, really good theme for a birthday party though is christina crawford's birthday party and an adult throws it Oh great! Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I think the worst abuse in the movie are the uh, the matching uh, floral dresses that they oh, are my wearing. God. That, that's the most <laughs> hideous thing that happens. To. <laughs> Unforgivable. But see, yeah. I have a matching mask with my daughter, and I'm just like, does this? Am I? Is am I doing? Am I? Am I a monster? Unless yeah. it's like a big puffy mask of some <laughs> kind. It's like if it's a mask that's bigger than both of your heads, I think you're yes. Okay. No. We're both dressed like dolls pretty consistently uh. <laughs> uh -oh. yeah. um, we'll uh, we will now rate uh, mommy dearest mm -hmm. on a scale of one to four uh, something specific to this movie I mean the obvious is yeah I, I, I had an idea for that. I think you're right. There's, there's one way that this, like, of course there's an object associated with this movie more than any other, and that is the wire hanger. But mm -hmm. if you're going off of Joan's wishes, her ideal, her ultimate is no wire hangers ever. <gasps> so I think it should be a scale where no is the top. And oh. and four is what it usually is. And four <laughs> wire hangers is the worst that 
<laughs> it could be a oh. nightmare. Four wire hangers. She only found one, but four in that room. Who knows? None of those kids oh. would have made it if there were four. Okay. Okay. So many. So I, I like this idea. We reverse the scale so that zero wire hangers is a perfect rating. The, the, uh, yes, one would be kind of like, that's, a, that's a three. Two is a two. Two is still two. Two is still two. One is. You know, I feel like this. If we, <laughs> yeah. So now it's, it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. So so yeah, but but it's the confusing worst. So, yeah. is navigating life with an aging actress. Uh... If you hate the film, it's four. It's four, your rating would be four wire hangers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. I, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Anne and I will go first in this rating, but Scott, your rating is the official rating on Whoa. this show and all shows moving forward, which is a pretty big responsibility for this movie because this is a, a, a this was this movie was up for Razzies at the time. You have a chance yeah, to a to confirm or negate the Razzie <laughs> win. Was it a Razzies this old? Is did they start then? How yeah, they've been going Razzies? since. Yeah, yeah, because they you know they. I'm trying to think of the early ones that they would have. Uh, um, like Blue Lagoon might have oh, been in I'm there. Sure. Blue Lagoon. What? Yeah. How dare they? King Kong the remake. <laughs> yeah, right. um, I sure did not like. There. Can't stop the music. I wish oh. they could. Yeah, the Razzies. Zana do. Zana don't. Yeah. Oh, 1981. <laughs> so this was the first Razzies. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh. It's the very first. Race. Oh, what a big a one! Glorious to come tradition. Inspired the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah. but you guys go ahead, please. Um, sure, I'll gladly go first on Mommy Dears. As the mommy, I'll go gladly first mm-hmm. on Mommy mm-hmm. Dears. Um, I always have liked Mommy Dears. I think that you can definitely say it's big and kabuki or panto or whatever, but when I look or to me it is, like I said, it's a folktale, it's fairy tale theater. It is uh I think most young actresses, and I've met a lot of them. Uh, All right, brag, would brag. would would kill <laughs> their own mother to do something this good to be yeah. this intense either in an iconic ironic funny way or an intensity way many many actors are not as good as Faye Dunaway in this movie like I think that they I think I think people would 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 love to be as intense as this performance is this performance which un, probably undoubtedly like sort of um held back Faye Dunaway's career, you know, for the next uh, couple of years. But yeah, I think this movie, it's, it, it goes into the realm. I think it's, who knows what's real and true about it, but it's like Buffalo, like I said about Buffalo 66, it's like, if you want to make a movie to get back at your parents, this is the movie you make. Like this is the, it's not everything everywhere all, all at once. It's this movie. This is the movie that you make to get to really stick it to your parents. Uh, and, and, and certain scenes like that, that big blow up scene between Joan Crawford and, um, Christina at the end with it where she gets choked out and everything. I'm like, this is like a great, I don't love watching the stuff, the child abuse stuff, but like when it, when it turns into two adult women fighting, it's really good. It's like, it's, it's pretty intense. Um, What the movie lacks, I think is like a, a certain emotional contrast. Like you don't, maybe there should have been more scenes of tenderness between the two just to kind of get, give you a full picture of, of, you know what the, what this relationship was like but then again it that might have been a little dull and this movie's not dull i'm going to give it i'm actually going to get a, give it a half of a wire hanger whoa yeah wow yeah Oh, that's yeah. dangerous to break yeah. one in half. Get sharper. Half a wire hanger. Okay, <laughs> I'm, so I'm that would be a wire that would half. be 3 3 and, and a half. half. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. it is mm-hmm. not because you're pleasing Joan. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
What kind of hangers did she want? Probably wood. Aren't most know. hangers made of metal? <laughs> and then also the one in the movie is not that thin either. It's not. It yeah. isn't. It isn't yeah. quite because you just you just wouldn't read on camera. So they don't give you like the real dry cleaner hanger. Right, yeah. which is what I think she was objecting yeah. to, the dry cleaner one. Yeah, because her yeah. mom worked as a dry cleaner. This is off-camera off information. You have to learn oh. later. Her real oh, her mom was a dry, dry cleaner? cleaner? Yeah, apparently, oh. yeah. And this was a dark point and when they didn't have a lot of money, so she resented the job and that seemed trashy to her. Uh, yeah, but the, the movie mm. just gives you zero... You get no oh, information on this. Wow. See, yeah, this this is a story about a lady who probably suffered a bunch of abuse of her own and then was traumatized and f- followed it up with more more abuse. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't seems... it be it'd be interesting. I mean, I know in the moment she wouldn't have said, I don't like wire hangers because my mother worked as a <laughs> so for that reason I have bad associations with wire hangers and that's what yeah. uh, But she could have. She could have. That's how nutso this movie is. She could be like, well, let me tell the audience why I hate wire hangers so much. Well, that's what I feel like a modern script would do. They would be like, let's have the scene where she tenderly talks about the dry, about seeing her mom work at the dry cleaners. And then when she says no wire hangers, it's like not fun. Yeah. Oh, you think it would water it down? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah possibly. I think, that, I, I think that the reason why this movie has uh, the cult classic that it, quality that it has is that it doesn't it really is very emotionally removed from this stuff it's 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 like it it, it's a little bit of a you fill in the emotion if you have it and if you don't then have fun (laughs) and i think that's sort of the the take that i have on it is like hey if you have something to put in there to be like yeah what is abuse what what does remind me of things i've actually experienced that are happening in this movie does that feel weird or what am i capable of or blah 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 if you don't come with that this movie is just a full-on crazy uh show it's just it's it's so it's the most insane screaming and yelling lady method acting um and it sucks to even say lady method acting. It's a so all she, of is, she she is a lady. I don't I don't I don't know how to assign that term boobies, all the uh, so. I, There's there's women and then there's Joan Crawford, a lady. A lady. I, that I'm sure of it. Not a dame. Oh no, my floors are clean. I'm a lady. <laughs> I am a lady. Thank you very much. Um so yeah, I think it's just but I'm also not really that into camp. I think I struggle with camp that I don't, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, it's probably because I was forced to watch campy movies as a child. No. <laughs> your, your, your mom worked in the camp. Your mom worked at the, the camp factory. She worked at the Madonna Inn. In the- <laughs> oh, no. She was a server at the Madonna Inn. Shame. Do I do, see oh. a flamingo on a pattern? Not a pineapple, house. no. <laughs> yes, I, I um, yes, can't be tiki universe. Fine, I just uh, can't be movies. You know the whole sort of vibe of like going to them and and being like, oh, this is so campy. Is not. I don't know. It's just really not my scene. So I think um, I think I would give this this movie two wire hangers. I think it's uh, you gotta see it. Let's see what you see. Yeah, you should see it. Yeah. But I don't think it's actually very good. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of leads into my thoughts on it. And this is a whole... Something I've said about uh, bad movies, if you want to quantify this as that or not, but whatever, kind of over-the-top campy movie, whatever you, whatever you want to classify it. But something I've always liked about... Um, Watching and enjoying things that are not necessarily just uh, uh, unadulterated masterpieces is that you're kind of get you're getting parallel experiences. You're getting the movie itself, and then you're getting the story of how this came to be and mm-hmm. what made this thing this way, and how did the filmmakers and the actors and their experiences inform the but this bizarre product that has ended up in the world. And I I guess I kind of judge bad movies on a different scale in a way because you're getting it's what makes them fascinating to me is that it's not just the movie like the movie is the primary text sure but there's Uh like a a broader experience and i never felt it more than with this where i would have been tempted to call this itself a a two-wire hanger but i think everything going along with it i mean i really liked the dvd special features and i really liked this john waters commentary and i like learning about the making of it and how fade overlaps with joan and uh, um oh and all the craziness we didn't even talk about where like uh, uh christina's husband was on set fighting for christina's vision yes. but Faye's husband was also on set like trying to keep her uh, what she thought was going to be a more nuanced version of Joan mm. on the table uh, um and then and the whole like and then it comes out and they have to like release it with a kind of this campy veneer and the story keeps uh, unfolding and different generations have different feelings about it uh, um I just I think if you like view it as this full multimedia package which you have to do mm. which and which you can do with the best bad or campy movies uh, you know the worst that can happen with a bad movie is it, it's just sort of like dull and a snooze and this isn't that at all so i think in terms of like the full entertainment package which maybe isn't fair with this movie to pull in things that aren't the movie but i think the library you have dvd to. i think you can i think it, it, maybe that's what it is if you if you go get this dvd that is that is at some libraries at least at least in the burbank system um I, let me be, i'll be i won't be insane i I'll, I'll i'll put this at a now that i know halves are in the picture i will give this one and a half wire hangers uh, um mm-hmm. i i think just like uh, um, sitting and watching Mommy Dearest, I don't know how you're going to feel, but like then looking into it and just kind of having the the full entertainment package of this movie being out there and the weirdness surrounding it. But honestly, I think you could have I think you there's a way to do this where you watch like the 10 movie clips dot com scenes from this uh-huh, movie yeah. and then yeah. watch commentaries and side materials or read about it. Like for the length it would take to watch the movie. I think you could like curate your own mommy dearest experience <laughs> that might be more entertaining than just watching the movie. But I that's that's where I'm gonna land is is, is one and a half. That's that's I think that's that's great. Yeah, yeah, one and a half. That's that's interesting. The idea of of the of the experience of making the of of I mean, I think people do have this attitude about movies because it's like, well, but yeah, but you got to read the book or actually there's a, there's a supplementary comic that came out afterward or there's, you know, I mean, it's true. People do approach 
stuff in this way. So which which I can I can hate that stuff. That stuff can be annoying sometimes. It doesn't even have to be that you fully like have this other even watching another piece of media to bring it back to the room. One of these th- like the room itself is a lot of fun, but how it's so much richer when you find out that you know he filmed the movie with two cameras, one film and one digital on top of each other. Yeah. So the lighting is in the lighting doesn't work for either version because he's doing this and, and the amount of money it takes to do something like that and where did that money come from like like the 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 it being a bad movie being this full experience doesn't even require and then you go read the graphic novel it could just be like well know this about it and now watch it which is less the case with with uh with great films uh, great films i think are supposed to just be the film and, and you don't need this other stuff informing it but i think that's the beauty of like of the best bad movies is uh uh, uh pulling it you know there's the real life story on top of the story of the movie yeah 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 heightens it it's like uh added flavoring yeah yeah I movies so. also evolve i mean it's interesting to think about how like if you look at like ed wood or something or or the actual ed wood movies like how they evolve over time the room has evolved tremendously i mean i mean something obviously since being part of the first the first audience that where you're like what the hell is this to now it's like there's an entire James Franco meta thing on top of it sure. and and I mean I don't know if you could, I don't know if it's possible to have the experience of what the hell is this anymore yeah I don't think well I've I only gone to a screening uh, where everyone yells and screams at the James Franco version of the room <laughs> <laughs> well that's become a midnight movie but they yell praise for how, because of how good it is good excellent work this isn't campy at all <laughs> I I honestly feel like I feel very lucky in that regard that I might be one of the only people who got to go in without being told first this is one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. Like I really did just get to watch it with no information. I don't know who the guy is or what I'm doing. I just took a guess because I thought the ad on TV looked funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the way John Waters got to watch Mommy Dirty. He did not watch it with the revisionist It's a Comedy yeah. campaign, even though that came really quick after the release. He, I think, just got to sit and watch it. And he said it was like the audience was uncomfortable. Like, we're figuring this out. Like, can we laugh? I I can think of no other reaction to some of these scenes <laughs> than laughing. So, like, which is that's a, that's a little magic, too, is like uh, uh, the audience collectively deciding, like, what are we mm-hmm. doing here? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Usually yeah. laughter is going to win out because yeah. uh, how well, well, what so else can you do? Sort of John Waters. I that was a, I was not meaning to make any uh, <laughs> equating of the, just the spe- the specialness of these accidental experiences. I guess just keep an eye out for any movie that uh, you even suspect might be the worst movie ever made, and then don't tell anybody yet. <laughs> Let it grow quietly, or it'll get yes. annoying. <laughs> See, enjoy it. <laughs> keep it to yourself. <laughs> uh, Scott Gardner, thanks so much for uh, for being our guest here uh, here tonight. Uh, this this was a, a fascinating movie about a t- uh, uh, to talk about. Uh, it's a Hollywood movie here in the mid- we're in the midst of Oscar season. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and um, Oscar. Oh, actually, Oscars were on Sunday, so we don't know what happened. Maybe but by now someone else has been slapped. Who knows what's happened? <laughs> it uh, happened again. Slapped <laughs> with a with an award. Hopefully, we can um, only pray it's only that. Uh, people yes. know to to listen to you on podcast the ride, a, a great great show. Is, is uh, where else can they uh, follow you? Uh, keep up to date with what you're uh, doing. 
Um, oh yeah, there's that. Uh, uh, Ryan, you were fantastic on the show recently. Our Oscar I'm on special. like this That's week's great... show, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. if you're pairing so these up, crossover, uh, pretty yeah. close. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So great having you. So so start there if you haven't heard our show. But then, uh, um, I mean, there's there's me on the. I don't care about my social media as much as what you mentioned at the beginning, which is Sepeda Mobile, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, which is a, a, a cell phone company started by a comedian. If you can imagine that, the comedic actor Craig Healy, <laughs> but he's bringing his his quality to products that he's always put into all of his his, his uh, acting and directing work uh and seven of mobile is where you know if you want more any talk anytime rollovers uh, uh <laughs> more more family mobile minutes than seven of mobiles the way and they they made really great ads for it with your past guest alan mcleod and uh uh, uh um, i mean i was just a small part of it and uh, you know just helping the visionary craig healy but that's that's at sepita mobile which re- requires a spelling s-e-p-p-i-t-a <laughs> mobile oh, uh, and yes. sign up for seven yeah. mobile yeah and is there is a and real- put in um code uh, code mama movie for uh, uh five dollars off your first month. Oh, Amazing. wow, yeah, I'm great sorry that we, we didn't that promote yeah. that at the top of the show, we but yes, obviously, you guys were very yeah. kind to work yes. out the special code five dollars off one month. One month, yeah, <laughs> first month. I don't know how much that first month is. I'm not involved in the product, uh, the pricing. I just helped with the ads. Go yeah, to well, a, you can't do yeah, everything. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> Seven Mobile is a great site, though. You can. I, I, uh, there was a number that you could call, a customer service number. Oh yeah, there's a customer it. service number okay, yeah. where where Craig, yeah. the spokesman, actually does help you with your. You can say your problem yeah. to him, and he personally will. Which you know. Other, uh, uh, you know, actors who have cell phone companies, I don't want to throw shade at anyone specific, but, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think they're picking up the customer service line, but that's yeah. how much Craig Healy yeah. cares. Craig cares. Craig cares. He's Craig not cares. just doing he's He's in this for he, he's, in the, he's in this for the love of mobile. Like he, he really likes it <laughs> for the love of, of great You know, yeah. everyone knows this. <laughs> Um, if you want to follow this show, uh, go to uh, Mama Needs a Movie Pod on Instagram, Mama Pod on Twitter. I'm going to learn these things one day. And when mm-hmm. I do, it's going to be really smooth. I can say uh, them. <laughs> although I, I figured this it. out on my sh- on podcast. Right. We were so sloppy with this for two years. And then I realized I need to actually, I took a page from the Nick Weiger handbook. Oh, yeah. Weiger is so, I realized he just reads a thing and he's, he reads it as fast as that micro machine. He's guy. like the John Machado Jr. <laughs> You're going like, please like and subscribe and go and give us a like on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. He reads it yeah. like, like the, uh, the side effects of a medication. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were, like, as if you read it with the pace that you're trying to breeze over that you're saying mm. awful things like diarrhea or nausea. Hair loss, instability, yeah. separation from family and yes, friends. The part where it's like may cause death or whatever. May cause death. Mm-hmm. Ovarian <laughs> cysts that can put you in the hospital and force your mother to play your part on a soap opera. Exactly. <laughs> that um, is a side effect. <laughs> Uh, But uh, yeah, thanks again, Scott, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye.